This is Trek FM. Telling frequencies open, this is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Tuesday, July 1st, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and I have one story for you today The Internet of Everything coming your way in 2025. Well, news has been a bit light today, so I'm going to talk about a piece on Computer World that sort of ties into Star Trek for me because. When we think about Star Trek, we're always thinking about moving towards that better future where we've solved a lot of our problems. And technology is one of the ways in which we solve those problems. In an article on Computer World by Sharon Godin, they talk about a report from the New York based Thomas Reuters called The World in 2025 10 Predictions of Innovation. And this report looks at the scientific breakthroughs that we're seeing today and how they may change our world over the next decade or so. So, we're really looking here at roughly 15 years, 15, 16 years. Today, we hear all about the Internet of Things. We have things like the Nest thermostat, for example, which you can control through your smartphone. We hear things about smart appliances in development. We have smart light bulbs as well. Everything is becoming connected to the internet. And after reviewing news articles and scientific papers, academic research studies, commercial research as well, the analysts at Thomas Reuters have created a list of what they feel are 10 key advancements that will change the world by 2025. Of course, they talk about things like digitally connected cars and smart homes and refrigerators and dishwashers that can think for themselves. And those are things that I think are definitely, well, they're not even on their way. They're kind of here already, at least in a very early stage, but they will definitely become more prevalent. And I think many of us will have these things in our homes or in our driveways within the decade. Especially here in Japan, where I mean, it depends on the appliance, but people on the network always laugh when I mention the fact that my bathtub talks to me because we don't, in Japan, for bathtubs, the tub itself, we don't actually have a faucet like you're accustomed to in the US and many other places. We have a control panel on the wall and you set The temperature of the water and various other things. And when you want to fill the tub, you press a button. And so, in my house, for example, the tub is upstairs on the second floor. Well, there's another panel downstairs and it talks in a woman's voice and it tells you what's going on. It tells you when the tub's ready. We already have that kind of technology here. And of course, famously, our toilets in Japan have control panels on the wall. And they do all kinds of techie things that, that people find futuristic, I would say. And you flush them by pressing a button on the wall, not on the toilet. Okay, so we have all of this stuff here in Japan. So definitely appliances, the smart home, I think is in our future for sure. Another thing they talk about though, which is interesting, is towns, cities, and even continents being digitally connected and responsive. The responsive part is interesting. I'm not exactly certain what that means, although you may remember the story that we talked about here on the show about a month ago 
where the couple is creating asphalt that can absorb solar energy, create power, and therefore power a city. These are the types of things that I think when connected to a grid could lead to responsive technologies within town cities and perhaps even continents if the technology is developed and deployed on a wide scale, which is that's the thing that I'm very skeptical about. They also say solar energy is expected to become the primary source of energy. This, I don't know. Like, I I think that it makes sense. Will it really happen? Will it happen in the next 15 years? I don't think so. I think about wind energy as well. For a while, I lived in Reno, Nevada. And I lived in the southern part of Reno right before you got to the Washoe Valley, which if you drive across it, then you get to Carson City. And it is so windy there that much of the time, semi-trailers cannot use the road. It'll actually be closed. There's a sign that says, you know, if you're driving a big rig, you got to stop here. You can't go through the valley. It's too windy. And we would frequently get winds upwards of 80, 85 miles per hour at my house, right on the edge of that valley. And my neighbor's fence, I remember, would blow off frequently into the cul-de-sac. But did you see wind farms everywhere? No. I think that a place like Reno could be powered by solar cell farms, solar panel farms, and wind farms, but yet I didn't see that everywhere. Certainly, this is an advancement in the study that could very much come true. I'm just very skeptical that it would. They also talk about food shortages being overcome. Food shortages should come to an end. Again, I'm not quite sure how that will happen in the next 15 years, but I hope that it does. That would be wonderful. Cancer treatments will likely have fewer side effects I think that's very, very possible. In fact, likely as we continue to learn more about how to target the cancer. And this, if you think about Star Trek and you think about the treatments that Dr. McCoy or Dr. Crusher or Dr. Bashir or even Dr. Flox in the 22nd century would make use of, yeah, that kind of technology will evolve. And I think we'll probably have Star Trek type medical treatments far before the 23rd or 24th century, which is what we typically think of with Star Trek. But then they go on to say that the world will be increasingly digital. Well, that's a given. I mean, that's happening every year, month, week, and day right now. Everything is becoming more digital. To quote the analysts, they say, the digital world as we know it today will seem simple and rudimentary in 2025. Thanks to the prevalence of improved semiconductors, Graphene carbon nanotube capacitors, don't let Wesley Crusher get his hands on those, cell-free networks of service antenna, and 5G technology, wireless communications will dominate everything everywhere from the most remote farmlands to bustling cities and will all be digitally directed. Imagine the day when the entire continent of Africa is completely digitally connected, they added, That day will happen in 2025. That would be wonderful. It absolutely would be wonderful. I think they're looking at the future through sort of utopian glasses, though, 
which we sometimes do as Star Trek fans when we look at Star Trek and, and the vision that we see there. We need to strive for it, absolutely. But imagine a day when the entire continent of Africa is completely digitally connected. I want to imagine a day when the entire continent of North America, including the United States, is completely digitally connected. Because it's not. A few years ago, before my father passed away, he and I could not even video chat with each other because he lived in Tahoe City at Lake Tahoe in California. The best internet service that he could get was satellite, and the upstream was so slow that there was no way for us to video chat because he can't send a signal back up. And even his downstream was maybe like a fifth of what you get today on LTE smartphones. So it's not Africa. And and that's the thing about this report. I think that they need to really emphasize that the places in the world that we now think are the most technologically advanced have a long way to go to reach this future where everything is connected that they are predicting will happen by 2025. So basic broadband communications technology and connectivity remains a huge problem even in the industrialized worlds, even in places that think that they have the best technology. We experience that every day here on the network on Trek FM as we try to record our shows and we struggle with bandwidth problems. So there's a long way to go. Taking this back into Star Trek one more time here, Transporters. We've talked about transporters on here recently. They say that early indicators point to a rapid acceleration of research leading to the testing of quantum teleportation in 2025. Now, they do go on to say that they're not expecting people to be beamed around the planet by 2025, but they do believe that experiments in quantum teleportation, I shouldn't say experiments because they're already doing experiments, but actual testing of like functional device, functional technology could happen in less than 16 years. I don't know. I hope it does. It would be wonderful. I would love to be able to transport myself somewhere instead of getting on an airplane. But I don't know that we're really that close to it because they point out things like the discovery of the Higgs boson as being part of the scientific breakthroughs that are leading us rapidly towards teleportation technology. But there are so many other factors involved in this, including storage of data and what it takes to actually, especially if we talk about people, what it takes to store the information required to move something from one place to another. I don't think we're that close. So I love these kinds of articles because they get us very enthusiastic and they make us very optimistic and hopefully they move us to take action to advance the world and move us towards this Star Trek future. But we have to remember that it takes hard work, not only from scientists and researchers, but from everyone. You know, we have to push our politicians to change policies. We have to educate our children. We have to do so many things to make sure we're all moving forward so that this kind of stuff will actually happen. And I'm not sure that we're really doing that right now. So I'd like to know what you think. 
What do you think about these predictions? Do you think that these things will actually happen by the year 2025? Which ones do you want to see happen more? Do you want to have solar energy as a primary energy source, or do you want to have a smart dishwasher? What's most important to you? Of course, it's not it's not one or the other. You don't have to choose one or the other. We could have both, and hopefully we will. But if we can only allocate resources into specific areas, what's most important to you? That's something I'd like to know. I'd also like to know if you want to live in this world, this hyper-connected world where we're all kind of plugged into some sort of matrix all the time? And do you have concerns over things becoming too interconnected? Let me know. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C. Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash C. Brian Jones. And let me know what you think. Love to hear from you. Before I get to the network update, I would like to tell you about our reviews promotion and remind you that you can enter a drawing for some great Star Trek prizes just for reviewing Hyperchannel or other shows that you listen to on the network. Reviews are very important to us, and it's not just because we want to hear from you, which we absolutely do, but also reviews, the more we have, the, the more we can rise up in search results, we can rise up in the iTunes store and on Stitcher, and more Star Trek fans can find the shows. Now, I know that often, if you're like me, you're listening to podcasts when you're walking or jogging, running, commuting to work, on the train, driving your car, washing dishes, doing all sorts of things where you're not actually at a computer, and you can't write a review on the spot. So you may be thinking, I'd love to leave you a review, Chris, but I don't have a keyboard in front of me right now. And then later, you forget. I understand that. So we want to give you some added incentive. From now until July 31st, every review that you leave for a Trek FM show on iTunes and or Stitcher, and that includes the Master Feed, by the way, will get you an entry into a drawing for Star Trek Blu-rays, a season of your choice on Blu-ray or DVD if you don't have a Blu-ray player. Also, some Star Trek novels of your choice, an official Starships collection ship from Japan with the Japanese magazine, and a full collection of our alien art badges. All you need to do is leave us a review on iTunes and or Stitcher, and then visit trek.afilm slash review and complete the form that you find there. That form lets us know who you are, which shows you reviewed, what your screen name is, so we can match you up to them. And also, if it's iTunes, which country iTunes store you left them in. That's really important to us to know as well. And we've been asked a few times the past couple of days about past reviews left over the past four years. For the purposes of this giveaway, we can only count reviews left between June 25th, which is when we launched the promotion, and July 31st. We greatly appreciate all the reviews that you've left us over the years, but we really can't go back and track them all down and figure out who left them. So this is for reviews left between June 25th and July 31st. But remember, if you've reviewed a show, there are still ways you can enter. You can review other shows that you listen to on the network. You can also review shows on both iTunes and Stitcher. So let's take a show like The Orb, for example. If you've reviewed The Orb on iTunes, well, you can go leave a review on Stitcher as well, and that'll get you an entry. You can also review the master feed, and you can talk just about The Orb if you want to. Of course, I hope you'll talk about the master feed as a whole and how it brings you all of our shows. 
But the master feed is another option for you to review, even if you've already reviewed many other shows. So there are a number of ways for you to enter, and I hope you'll do that. Again, leave the reviews, iTunes and or Stitcher, and then visit trek.fm slash review. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And I thank you for your support. Now, I do have a network update for you, as usual, to close out the show. It's Tuesday, and that means The Next Generation and Earl Grey. And this week's show is called Scants Out the Airlock. Hmm, what could that be about? Well, it's about uniforms and wardrobe on TNG. This week, Philip, Daniel, and Darren are tackling the subject of scants and dress uniforms and alien costumes and civilian clothing worn by the crew and how it evolved from Encounter at Farpoint all the way through seven seasons of The Next Generation and through the films up to Nemesis. So it's a fun topic to talk about what people have been wearing. You know, Char and Tristan have done something similar on To the Journey before as well, where they talked about costume design on Voyager. In fact, I think Tristan did a video for that one. If you go to the page, you can actually watch and they'll show you the things they're talking about as well. So if you're a TNG fan and you want to know about uniforms and wardrobe, tune in to this latest episode of Earl Grey and you'll find that in your feeds right now if you subscribe to the individual feed for Earl Grey or to the Trek Film Complete Master Feed. You can also find this in all the places where you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher, which I've talked about a moment ago. Also, tune in Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, Windows Phone, SoundCloud. We're all over the place. And you can also stream from our website and grab the RSS link there. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming Hyper Channel from our website, remember that you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice by subscribing. And that really helps me out as well. And you can also get it in the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show we do. I would love to chat with you about what I talked about today. Again, you can find me on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. Facebook.com slash C Brian Jones as well. You can find me there. And I have my own website, cbrianjones.com. And you can find the network on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TrekFM. On Google Plus, we have a community. Just search G Plus communities for that. We also have forums at trek.fm slash forums. You can send me a voicemail through the website. And also, trek.fm slash contact is our contact form. And that will come to me by email. Well, thanks for listening today. Please share your thoughts with me about the future of technologies. And I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. Until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.